Hello and welcome back to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host and this podcast for almost three years is a beacon of hope for all people out there with tinnitus based on my own story, um, my single-sided deafness in my left ear and um, my uh, tinnitus in my remaining ear and the hearing aid. Um, I'm sharing all the tips and tricks as well as strategies and interviewing world-class performers on the topic of tinnitus management. Um, one of my biggest goals is to create a space where all of you out there with bothersome tinnitus can learn how to successfully habituate to tinnitus, meaning that your brain no longer categorizes tinnitus as something bothersome or dangerous. So it can simply let it go into the background so you're not focusing on it anymore and you can live your life as if you didn't have tinnitus anymore. And Honestly, that is something that I know can be very, very hard for many of you out there. Um, dealing with tinnitus on a daily basis is still very, very challenging. Um, and I completely get that. I understand that. And I've been there as well, right? And many of my clients are. So I've worked in personal coaching sessions with hundreds of people by now over the, over the last five years. Um, and I've also built a community based on everything that I've learned in helping people manage tinnitus and helping people habituate to their tinnitus. And I think one thing that I see across the board is that the path from bothersome tinnitus to non-bothersome tinnitus, right? Because it is as common as 30% of the population who experience tinnitus, but not all of these 30% of the population are actually bothered by that tinnitus, right? So it's only a very small percentage of people who has extremely bothersome tinnitus, which is absolutely fine, right? Again, bothersomeness is not related to the loudness of your tinnitus. It's incredibly individual how you experience tinnitus. And it's fine if you are right now bothered by it because you will learn how to manage it successfully. You will learn how to habituate to your tinnitus. And in this podcast, I mean, honestly, this is something that I do that I'm extremely passionate about, and we have a lot of uh, episodes coming up. But what I want to extend my hand, um, <laughs> a, 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 let's say, acoustic hand um, with this podcast that goes out into the whole world uh, via my channels um, is something to really bring some compassion into the field and tell you you're going to be okay. Um, habituating to tinnitus sometimes can seem daring and sometimes it seems you're very far away from it. But if you're really looking for a framework, then uh, today in this podcast episode, we have a few um, hacks for you on what you can do in order to get closer to habituation. And these hacks are based off my book, that's going to release in two weeks time. So in two weeks on Friday, the 15th of September, I'm going to be releasing my, um, my new book. It's called Accepting the Unacceptable, an eight weeks journey towards tinnitus habituation. Um, in the link uh, of this episode, you will find in the description of this episode this way around, sorry for that, you will find a link to sign up on for the waiting list uh, so you get a direct notification as soon as the book is out. Um, and uh, yeah, it's something that I'm very proud of. Um, I've gotten very good feedback from the few people I've sent the book to already. And I think that a lot of you can benefit from this book and I hope that this book will really help um, uh, thousands of people around the world habituate to their tinnitus and set off on a path where 
tinnitus becomes less bothersome and it, uh, it turns into something that's a benign body sensation because that's what it is for more than 90% of us. It's simply a benign body sensation that we have a misguided response to. And yeah, so without further ado, um, not much to do here today. We do the intro and then today we're going into the first 20 of the 100 hacks um, uh, of how you can best deal with tinnitus towards habituation, which are all based on my book, Accepting the Unacceptable, an eight weeks journey towards tinnitus habituation. And again, you can find all the links in the description to this episode if you're interested in uh, uh, getting the book as soon as it releases or also the 100 hacks, uh, as well as joining our community for a quick trial or even uh, uh, deciding very, very quickly that you want to be part of our retreat this weekend. Then um, all these links are in the description to this episode below, but let's do the quick intro and then get into the first 20 out of 100 hacks towards tinnitus habituation. Hello and welcome to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. All right. Uh, great to have you all here with us in the episode today. As promised today, we're going to go into the first uh, 20 out of 100 hacks uh, based on my book, Accepting the Acceptable, Unaccept Accepting the Unacceptable, Difficult to Speak Fast. Anyways, um, so today we're going to start with a very, very short project that I've been working on providing 100 hacks for you to um, really get towards tinnitus habituation. So if you want to get these 100 hacks, you can follow the link in the description to this episode. Um, they are basically separated into um, into uh, 10 different areas. Um, area one and two are understanding and mindset. Um, then area two is managing triggers. Area three is embracing acceptance. Area four is building a positive relationship. Area five is resilience and coping. Area six is community and support. Area seven is daily st strategies and routine. Area eight is monitoring progress. Area nine is personal growth and continual learning. And area 10 is lifelong journey and moving forward. So we are going to go into the first two areas today, which is understanding and mindset. So understanding your tinnitus and the mindset around it. And then the second one, managing your personal and individual tinnitus triggers in order to understand them better and then to be set off onto the path of habituation. Again, uh, these 100 hacks are completely for free. You can get the PDF by following the link in the description below. And it's also based on my book that will launch in two weeks time. But um, I don't want to bother you or bore you too much with that. Let's get into the first uh, hack. The very first hack, um, uh, number one on the list is educate yourself about tinnitus to demystify it, right? So we started this podcast episode off by talking about um, how a lot of people actually do experience tinnitus but are not bothered by it, right? So that's the group of people with non-bothersome tinnitus. So I mean, these people have tinnitus but they just take it for what it is, in 99% of all cases, a benign body sensation, right? But if you do have that constant reaction and reactivity 
uh, around it, then that's because you and your brain have categorized it as something dangerous, uh, something that's very unsafe to experience and something that you absolutely as quickly as possible want to get rid of and then run into the rubber wall being propelled back constantly because it's very difficult, if not impossible, um, to uh, uh, get rid of your tinnitus, right? Um, so number one is absolutely educate yourself um, about tinnitus, what it is, what it isn't, work together with your ENT, audiologist, and really some healthcare professionals in order to establish that it's an absolutely benign body sensation that you are experiencing right now. Uh, you may turn to our podcast, um, you may turn to everything that's also on my YouTube channel in terms of learning what tinnitus is and what it isn't in order to simply demystify it, right? Because a lot of the anxiety that it creates is due to the fact that sometimes we don't even know where to start. And if we do start and if we do get into how to manage tinnitus properly, it's very important that we understand what it is and also what it isn't. And the second one, which I think in fact is the second most helpful and most important tip is learn what habituation is and how it can help you to overcome tinnitus. In fact, habituation is the path where your brain stops perceiving tinnitus as a threat. Habituation comes from the uh, usual getting used to something um, ordinary, basically. So our brain um, really takes tinnitus for what it is, a benign body sensation that can be and uh, allowed to be there. And eventually, if we stop constantly monitoring it and looking for it, and we don't have that anxiety reaction anymore, then it can go into the background. And I always say, not only in my YouTube videos and also to my clients, if you are human and you have a brain, then you can habituate. So for all the so for all the aliens out there, sorry guys, you can't habituate. Maybe if you do have tinnitus, um, nah. Uh, jokes aside, if you're human, if you have a brain, your brain can habituate to tinnitus, meaning that you can get used to tinnitus. If I uh, take a short uh, uh, journey lane into metaphorical language, I would say that um, you can compare it to moving into a new place. There's a train going uh, by your new place, very, very, very close to the new place. And um, at first, the first few nights, you might have difficulty sleeping because your brain wakes you up in the middle of the night in order to establish whether that sound that's new and that's there is safe or whether it's anything that you need to pay attention to or whether your brain should be waking you up in response to that sound. Right, but very, very quickly, you will find that that sound, in fact, is not dangerous. And then um, you'll be sleeping literally soundly yeah so this is something that we call uh, neuroplasticity so our brain has the ability to make new uh, neuronal connections and changes in the structure and in the way to respond to certain triggers and it can absolutely do that uh, in response to tinnitus as well if you want to find out more about that then of course i <laughs> recommend to be waiting for a new book or coming into a community for habituation online courses and weekly meetings etc number three recognize that tinnitus though persistent is not life-threatening yeah for many of you tinnitus is very persisting for me as well 15 years doesn't bother me one bit anymore and it's very very important that you know that in 99 percent of all cases tinnitus is in fact a benign body sensation and nothing to really be afraid about number four adopt a growth mindset focusing on progress and adaptability as well as learning right Tinnitus is a chance for change. 
It's a chance for getting into an area that, albeit uncomfortable, allows you to learn a lot of your um, uh, emotional processes, right? The way for you dealing with emotions and how you respond to certain things is entirely up to you and not to your tinnitus. Again, the most uncomfortable thing about your tinnitus is not your tinnitus itself. It's the way you react to it and then the way that makes you feel in your body and then your brain connecting that to tinnitus and saying, oh, this is very dangerous, right? So see it as an opportunity to grow and learn about yourself and adapt to the new circumstances in your life and be open to experience that change, right? Because there are these places such as mytinnitus.club, all these amazing people out there who work with people with tinnitus and who really support you. Um, there, We're not that many yet, but they keep coming and the circle of people who are really um, yeah, helping people out there with tinnitus gets bigger and bigger. So be open um, to adapt and to growing and to seeing this as an opportunity as well. Maybe sometimes difficult, but you will see once you go along the way. Number five, reframe and question negative thoughts using CBT techniques. Um, and we explained this one a little bit more in our book, but uh, at the core front of cognitive behavior therapy is um, that we can start questioning our own thoughts rather than taking them 100% for the truth. I always say, and I always get the example out there, uh, it would be very nice to think that I have 100 million in my bank account and I'm able to buy any kind of thing that I like, any kind of product, any car, any anything, any holiday. But you know, Thoughts are not always true. So while the thought is particularly nice having $100 million in the bank account or euros, um, it's probably not true. And that's also okay, right? So in the same vein, um, we don't always have to buy in and believe our negative thoughts. So uh, you can recognize that a negative thought can be very challenging and in fact keep you stuck for a very long time in tinnitus negativity and reactivity. So recognizing that and uh, seeing uh, your thoughts and negative thoughts as what they are, thoughts and not reality, at least not always, can already help you create some space and can make a lot of difference in how you respond to tinnitus and how much energy that uses. Number six, regularly practice mindfulness exercises to lower stress. So mindfulness has been proven to be a very, very, very effective tool in handling and managing the body's stress response, meaning the um, amygdala activation, so the part of our brain that's uh, called the fear and panic-based center. And mindfulness has shown to be the absolute antidote to the amygdala stress response, right? Because when we're mindful and paying attention to things that are happening in the moment, our brain can't at the same time be triggered and releasing stress hormones. Because it's very, very difficult to be mindful of how a blue cloud looks when a lion is charging at you, trying to kill you, right? So those are the two opposites. Or uh, letting your gaze be very wide, looking into the horizon, is the absolute antidote to the tunnel vision that you might be getting when you um, are triggered by something and when something dangerous is coming at you. Um Number seven, engage in visualization, picturing a life coexisting with tinnitus. That's a very nice one. Um, I say to many of my clients and to all the people in the community that it's very, very important that you can absolutely coexist with tinnitus and you can do all the things that you want in your life even while tinnitus is being present. You can do your favorite sports, you can watch your favorite TV shows, you can uh, do any kind of like free time activity even with tinnitus. 
right? So it's very, very important and inherently important that you adopt this kind of mindset of saying like, well, I mean, there is tinnitus and he can, can, can come along. Sometimes he might be distracting, but I can still do whatever I set myself out to do. And number eight is also a good one because it will enable you to see progress or at least uh, uh, moments of difficulty, which always have the opportunity for change. Journal your thoughts and feelings about tinnitus. Even if they are more negative over a certain period of time, you can see what those negative thoughts are and then categorize them and then go back and attributing some levels of truth to them. So for example, you could do that. And that's something we do in accountability check-in uh, every two weeks in our community. It's we set goals and we discuss the goals that you individually have on your path to habituation. So yesterday we had such a check-in and we between six and 10 people and we do that check-in every two weeks establishing certain goals that you have in your road and path to habituation in, for example, being less reactive to your tinnitus or simply allowing yourself as a very first step to be reactive to your tinnitus without adding more fuel into the fire and becoming more triggered, right? So we'd love to have you in one of our accountability sessions. Uh, you can find the link at www.mytinnitus.club. All right, number nine, replace why me with what can I learn? It goes a little bit with the growth mindset and adaptability. There's a lot to learn out there, not only about you, but also how our brain in general responds to threats and difficult periods of time. And I'm promising you, this might be a very challenging time in your life, but it's also something that is, will be incredibly rewarding and that you're going to be looking back on and seeing not only the challenge, but also the opportunity in that challenge. So go from why me to what can I learn, um, have an open mindset, uh, inform yourself of what's the, what's the current procedures and make use of all the help that is out there. Um, number 10, and that closes the understanding and mindset. And then afterwards we move into managing triggers. Number 10 is understand that habituation is a journey, not an endpoint. So if you're very new to tinnitus and you don't really know what habituation is about, um, uh, apart from what I've explained earlier on, then you need to know that it's not like popping a quick pill and being done with this, but it requires a little bit of work, a little bit of openness of understanding how this condition works and why your brain works in the way it does in order to uh, fight or not fight it. And it's very important to understand that you're open to experiencing this journey, right? Not to closing yourself down saying, I don't want to be here. Um, I, I don't want to experience this. I want this to be gone immediately. And by that time, you're losing valuable time, which you could positively use in order to start managing your tinnitus. In the middle of this podcast episode, a very, very short statement from one of our community members, Petra. She is uh, relatively new to our community, but she shares a few uh, views and insights on what she thinks about the community. Um, yeah, and we, of course, want to convince you that this is the right step for you in your tinnitus management journey as well. So you know where to go. It's www.mytinnitus.club to sign up and join our amazing online tinnitus community with frequent events, videos, habituation courses to send you on the absolute right path to getting your tinnitus, to getting your two grips with your tinnitus. Again, just for anyone who's not part of the community, I mean, your community is fantastic. I just recently joined, um, so quite new to the community, but it's been, it's been amazing and all the content and help you have in, in the community is also amazing as well. Um, 
you've been like, honestly, you've been that little light at the end of the tunnel. So just thank you so much. I mean, it's, it's a journey and it's not an easy journey, but it's, there's that light at the end of the tunnel. So thank you. <laughs> and we are back in the episode and now we're getting into the second part of the episode managing tinnitus triggers uh something that's very very important that's why it becomes uh the second most no that's why it is the second uh, uh most important point here today um because in identifying your personal triggers and this is uh point uh, tinnitus hack number 11 um identifying and list personal tinnitus triggers right not only if there are any, um, if you do know it, that, for example, getting not enough sleep or um, having certain foods or certain beverages or more stress or less stress, if you do know your triggers, then it's much easier to consolidate uh, the fact that you do have tinnitus for a certain reason in a certain period of time. Sometimes it goes up, sometimes it goes down, but it's much easier to keep your cool and stay calm when you have a reason for your tinnitus trigger because you know it's going to be temporary and then things are going to settle again. So identify and list all your personal tinnitus triggers. Um, these triggers can be physiological, as I just mentioned, they can also be psychological, right? So a certain thing um, that you used to do and enjoy and now you think you can't enjoy it anymore and you're thinking like, I have a lot of clients who said, oh, I love to read in silence and now I can absolutely not read in silence anymore. And I say to them, what does what does what does make you think that you can't read in silence anymore because you absolutely can i mean i do read in silence all the time i love reading um and my tinnitus is not bothering me one bit so it's most often the 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 thoughts that we have that trigger certain reactions and these triggers are then the culprit for why we feel so bad and then connecting this feeling of uh, of of anxiety with the tinnitus itself Right, so identify and list your personal tinnitus triggers in order to manage them better and know how to respond rather than uh, getting into that anxiety cycle, really remaining calm and saying, all right, this benign body sensation and this, whatever I'm experiencing is okay. And eventually you will be reading in silence and enjoying it again as well. Number 12, manage stress with relaxation techniques. For example, yoga nidra. Um, there's one episode in this podcast where I have a guided yoga nidra session. If you don't like my voice <laughs> and I, I, I actually absolutely can't blame you for it. I do love uh, doing the podcast, but I know that I'm not especially an ASMR voice. Maybe I'm actually not sure. So if, if I am, then yeah, yeah, let me know. But I'm not sure. So um, uh, if you go to uh, YouTube or any other kind of um, uh, platform, I think YouTube is a good place, and you type in Yoga Nidra, then you get a guided body scan and relaxation that I absolutely love. I absolutely love doing a short Yoga Nidra, 10 to 20 minutes uh, in the afternoon in order to get a little bit of energy back, and it's absolutely fantastic. Number 13, Gradually expose yourself to mild triggers to build tolerance. Remember that we talked about the identifying those triggers and gradually exposing yourself to mild triggers is a good idea because you can see what your response is and then also modify that response. That is already a little bit advanced, but it's something that I wanted to keep on the list because I think it can be very important in your long-term process of habituation. Number 14, limit caffeine and alcohol 
um, that's some aggravators for some of you guys out there. Uh, so if you're in a very, very acute phase, um, uh, these hacks are sometimes a little bit over the place. But um, if, you, if you are in a very acute phase, it might be a wise thing to limit caffeine and alcohol intake. For example, I'm someone I'm relatively sensitive to caffeine intake. So I don't do caffeine after uh, midday. So that's uh, 12 p.m. anymore. Um, so I usually have like two, maximum three cups of coffee per day, uh, one pretty much uh, early in the morning, then the second one um, at some time uh, in the morning, ten between 10 and 12, and that will usually also be my last cup of coffee. And I do know when I overdo it, then it will take me a few more hours to get to sleep at night, and that obviously messes with my sleep cycle. So I have two choices, either accept that and have that cup of coffee in the afternoon if I have something I wanna do in the evening, or basically just leave it and say, right, I prefer uh, to get a relatively good night's sleep and prefer to have the coffee next morning again. Number 15, builds on that, ensure regular and adequate sleep. Um, you can see our community for fantastic sleep advice. Um, I'm very, very happy and looking forward to being able to bring uh, Dr. Guy Meadows, one of my absolute and all-time favorite sleep specialists, onto the podcast in September. Um, so this is a small uh, keep your head up and, and keep looking out for the podcast episode with Dr. Guy Meadows. Maybe September or October, we should be able to release that episode to you. He's an absolutely fantastic guy, so check it out. Uh, the Sleep Book by Dr. Guy Meadows, one of the best resources that uh, there is for um, getting a good night's sleep. Um, and then number 16 ties into that, use white noise machines to mask tinnitus at bedtime if you really need to. Um, it's something that can help you moderate your anxiety response and then also let you slumber off to sleep uh, uh, a little bit better. Of course, in the long-term uh, process, you might want to start learning how to sleep naturally again without needing a white noise machine because that can actually keep you awake and can keep your focus on the underlying tinnitus. But that is something for another podcast episode and maybe also for the one with uh, <laughs> Guy Meadows. Anyways, um, the next one is a very, very crucial and important one in order to ensure that you are not making your tinnitus any worse. Um, it's reduce exposure to loud noises. Tinnitus in many, many, many people is um, induced by noise-induced hearing loss. So many people have tinnitus as a response to noise-induced hearing loss. That's why, of course, the number one tinnitus prevention is preventing noise-induced hearing loss. Uh, of course, some people say, no, but I, I don't have a hearing loss. And we've covered this in length. Most of us have a hearing loss, even if the audiologist or ENT says you have no hearing loss. Our hearing usually goes up to 20 kilohertz, so 20,000 hertz, but the audiologist or ENT only tests until 8 or 10 kilohertz because that's where speech and all the other relevant sounds happen. So we never really tested into the full range of human hearing that we usually have when we're born. So everyone has some degree of hearing loss usually, which is absolutely normal. Um, and therefore, sometimes the tinnitus can be triggered by that onset hearing loss. So we'll reduce exposure to loud noises and then hack number 18 exactly with that. Get some custom-made ear protection, get some good um, earplugs for noisy environments in order to be able to protect you and not to having to fear. Make sure not to overprotect because overprotection can lead to hyperacusis and oversensitivity of sounds and then you have a different problem. So, I mean, when things seem too loud, then maybe they are in that very moment for you. But, you know, if, if no one else is protecting their hearing uh, in the out, out open street, 
um, or in a restaurant, then chances are you won't have to either because you wouldn't have done it before either. Um, so uh, uh, wear earplugs in very noisy environments, but also don't overdo it. Practice deep breathing, number 19, during tinnitus spikes or any other kind of relative relaxation technique that will allow you to settle your anxiety because that will be the best choice uh, chance for you to get your spike down um, I don't practice deep breathing when my tinnitus spikes what I like to do uh, this is very seldomly but when it does do that um, then I like to focus on gaming I love playing PlayStation and sometimes when I get a spike it uh, can be so loud that I can barely hear anything else so I like to immerse myself in uh, I'm very passionate about racing games uh, Gran Turismo, Formula One, uh, I love these. I uh, <laughs> got myself a steering wheel and a play seat for the PlayStation in order to be able to race, uh, uh, not really professionally, but it's something I love doing and I love to immerse myself in it and I can fully drift off into the game and uh, that's something I do when I when I do have a spike and uh, yeah, sometimes the spike's already gone when I stop playing. Uh, if it's not, I just don't pay attention. I go about my day as usual. Um, number 20 is never really a problem for me because I am quite diligent with my intake. Uh, number 20 is stay hydrated. Um, it's very important that you drink lots of good quality water for that one reason that we all know. Uh, dehydration can um, trigger your body even more when you are dehydrated. All your senses, everything, your nervous system is in a more alert state as well. So being dehydrated is not exactly the place you want to be when you are dealing with tinnitus as well because it's added stress to your body. So make sure you drink lots of good quality water. Um, something that I also like to share uh, uh, is uh, magnesium has shown to have great uh, benefits for our hearing. Um, you can Google that and actually with magnesium, you can't really do anything wrong. The only thing that it might give you is the runnies if you take too much of it. So go easy on it and try and find out which one is the right one for you. Um, do a foot bath with magnesium salts. You can get those anywhere of the internet. Might be a good idea as well. So that is trigger number 20. No, that's tinnitus hack number 20. Stay dehydrated. No, please don't stay dehydrated. Stay hydrated. That's an important one. So stay hydrated. Drink lots of good quality water because it will help you and your body as well to um, have that optimal that optimal um, hydration uh, going. And uh, these are the first 20 out of 100 hacks for towards your tinnitus habituation. And again, um, these are based on the book that I'm going to be releasing in the middle of September that is going to be called Accepting the Unacceptable and Eight Weeks Journey Towards Tinnitus Habituation. And yeah, I mean, I hope uh, many of you guys are excited as I am for me finally being able to release this book. Um, it's going to get a designated space in our tinnitus community so um, we can share and have certain sessions around um, the book and uh, maybe even plan a special event. So if you're interested in any of this, then um, uh, go and click in on the link in the description below. Then there you will find the uh, download to the 100 hacks 
You can find the PDF for the 100 hacks for tinnitus habituation, but you will also find a link on how to get onto the waiting list for my book, as well as how to sign up for a free trial for our community. I hope that these first 20 out of 100 hacks have been relevant and uh, helpful to you. And as usual, um, what I like to say is I'm, I'm very humbled of being able to turn this condition that has caused me a lot of pain and despair uh, it's not easy growing up with um, one deaf ear and uh, I, I could never hear special hearing. I, I could never hear where my mom is. I'd, I mean, it's something normal, right? I'd, I'd be extra careful when crossing the street, etc. But then later when my hearing got worse, that is something that has caused me a lot of pain. And of course, I was also very anxious at times um, because, uh, uh, of course, if you lose your hearing or parts of your hearing at 20 years of age, um, and it's your responsibility to having not having protected well enough, then of course it's something that makes you a little bit anxious. But anyways, from my heart to yours, from Berlin in Germany to wherever you're tuning into um, uh, to this podcast all over the world, I uh, yeah want to wish you a great weekend. As usual, this episode releases uh, Friday night, 8 p.m. Berlin, Berlin uh, standard time so in the US it's in the for lunch break so in Asia it's already in the middle of the night so the our Asian uh, uh, listeners will be able to tune in on Saturday morning um, and the Europeans will have a nice Friday evening um, a nice Friday evening uh, podcast episode but anyways I wish you guys all the best uh, stay tuned for all the amazing podcast episodes coming out soon we have interviewed Dr. Jennifer Gans from San Francisco as well as Dr. Michael Golenhofen and an ENT specialist who's done tinnitus treatment for more than 25 years in Germany and uh, yeah all of these amazing podcast episodes are still coming up including the one with Dr. Guy Meadows my absolute favorite sleep specialist so i really hope that you're enjoying this and if you want to support me and our community then uh, just check out any of the links in the description below and we'll make sure to catch you in the next one all right guys wishing you all the best and fantastic weekend bye bye thank you very much for listening to the outring tinnitus podcast I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.